Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand Not sure I understand This role I've been given But I wish someone had a talk Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. Welcome to another episode of Naked with Adele where we encourage the emerging feminine to lead according to feminine values. Learn what they are and establish from other feminine role models how they transformed until they achieved success. You can follow the show at www.adele-green.com. Today, our guest is Gaynor Young, who lives in George, South Africa. She started her career studying at the university in Durban, and she qualified and specialized in drama. Then Gaynor traveled to Johannesburg and she focused on her career to be an actress in the theater industry until she had a disastrous accident at the age of 28. Without saying any more than that, I would love for Gaynor to share her story with us. I personally have had three contact points with Gaynor before I approached her for this interview. First, I saw an ad on YouTube where she stood on a stage and faced her biggest fear with an ad with APSA. Then I discovered her on Twitter under her handle at Ear Ear. And when I saw her in real life at the Naledi Awards, her authentic approach to life, it gripped me. Until I finally had the courage to ask her to speak to you here on Naked with Adele. Gaynor, welcome to the show. Thank you Adele, it's really good to be here. Please tell me how it felt for you to receive the Lesedi Spirit of Courage Award at Naledi for being who you are. That night, Adele, my heart was singing. Um, I was honored and I was incredibly humbled to receive the award. For me, it was better than getting an Oscar. You know, an, an Oscar is given to, um, to, to actors for their wonderful performances. The Lucidi Spirit of Courage Award, which I received, it was given for so much more. It was given for, not for acting, but for how I've lived my life over the past 26 years. And to receive it amidst all of my peers in the theatre once again was just the most amazing and Yes, it was a humbling experience. And for the listeners who don't know, the Naledi Awards is the most prestigious awards that can be given in South Africa for a career in it's acting been, and in theatre. Yeah. Now, you were 28 when this big accident yeah. happened. Please, would you share with us what happened to you? Adele, I was the understudy for the lead in Camelot, which is Guinevere, and on the 9th of December 1989, the, the lead fell ill, so I was scheduled to take over that Saturday afternoon and evening. I went on that Saturday afternoon never ever having had a tech rehearsal or a dress rehearsal. But 
I knew that I could be wonderful in the part. And, oh, I, 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 re I remember none of this, okay? But this is just me surmising what I must have been thinking. And so I wasn't given a tech rehearsal or a dress rehearsal, which must have, I, I must have been totally mad to go on without those, re those rehearsals. Anyway, I went on and I was, I believe, fantastic in the part until just before interval there was a blackout on stage and I was meant to get off stage and change into this wonderful dress then come back on stage again. Somehow during that blackout I must have turned the wrong way and I fell down an unguarded lift shaft and I fell 18 meters onto the concrete floor below. I was in a deep coma for about four weeks and then a semi-coma for, for three weeks. Then finally I, I went home with my parents um, to their home in George. I could no longer walk, I could no longer talk, I could no longer hear. I had only 40% of my eyesight left. I could no longer use the right-hand side of my body. I couldn't shut my eyes, I couldn't even you know, when I went to sleep, I kept my eyes wide open. I simply rolled my eyeballs to the back of my head. So I was like this 28-year-old babe in arms. And my my parents were both incredible. And my mother was wonderful. She just pushed and pushed and pushed because she was determined to get me back to being as normal as possible. And it is through her, I think, that I am now able to do what I am able to do in this wonderful life I live. Gaino, how old are you now? My accident happened when I was 28 and I'm now 54, so it's 26 years that have gone by. Double your life. Yeah, and do you know what? I'm not looking forward to and I can't work out why it is. Um, it's 26 years since I had my accident and I'm dreading the time when it will be 28 years because then I, it will be the same amount of years after my accident. I'm dreading that because it kind of nullifies myself before my accident I, and I think no because that was such a special person and I want her to remain special and she she will always re remain special i mean this is a stupid stupid thing i've got about about it but i think i'm just dreading the fact of it being 28 years 30 years because that means that then i've lived longer after my accident than i lived before do you know what i'm saying yes it sounds almost like you referred to the person before the accident as a different person in your identity of self as opposed yeah. to now? Yeah, adult, definitely. The, the gain of that lived before the accident is a, a totally different person to the gain of now. Yes, inside, I'm much the same. But you know what mum and dad both, both said to me? They said to me, Gaynor, do you know you are actually a far nicer person after your accident than you were before? I said to them, what do you mean? And they said to me, no, Gaynor, before your accident, you were a very ambitious person. And she said, your theatre and your stage work came first, no matter what. 
They said, after your accident, you are people are important to you. Your family and your friends are people are important to you. And so I, I think to myself, hmm, yeah, okay, well, that is good, you know. Isn't it so true until we've learned to deal with certain things that makes us more humane, we are very focused and driven, a lot of us. Absolutely, Adele. I think of it sometimes as um, the masculine part of us, very expressive, very directive, very focused. And then the feminine side of us, where we are more receptive, we listen more. We're more appreciative of the environment and what goes on around us as opposed to focusing just on ourselves. I definitely have got a more of a, a feminine side to me now because the, the masculine side is not able to do the things that I used to love to do. I mean, I love going hiking and I loved running and I love, you know, I'm not able mm. to, to do those sort, sort, sort of things but I take great pleasure in other things like, yes, I love to go for walks with, with my dog. And I love to, I love now to be able to listen because since I had my cochlear implants eight years ago, I once more had been given back my sound, which is fantastic. And so I love to be able to walk and listen to the birds and listen to the children laugh and listen to the old, the old uh, people chat amongst themselves. So my listening is very important. So the, the female side of me has definitely come to the fore, you know. So could you for 18 years not hear? Yeah, for 18 years I've, I was deaf. Uh, Adele, I had in my left ear, I had no hearing whatsoever left in that ear. And when I had my accident, I had... 2% left in my right ear, which wow. over the years got less and less until finally my audiologist said to me, Gaynor, you have practically got no hearing left. She said, look, and she held a hand in front of her mouth so that I couldn't lip read her. And she said, now, have you got any idea of what I'm saying? And I had no idea at all. And she said, absolutely. And she said, Gaynor, I'm very much afraid that in a couple of months you will lose what hearing you have completely. You will be totally deaf. And she said, there's nothing else that I can suggest to you other than having a cochlear implant. And why we didn't ever suggest this before is because we don't know what is happening inside your brain. We don't know what has been damaged. Mm. And with this cochlear implant, it might not work. But then you will be no worse off than you will be in six months' time because then you will be unable to hear anyway. So she said, I think let's let's give it a try. And Adele, it was the biggest, most wonderful thing that has ever happened to me, having this cochlear implant, because it gave the world back to me. Amazing. Because, yeah, and then last year, medical aid had this special art on cochlear implants where I didn't have to pay anything towards a cochlear implant on my left-hand side. And I said to Jenny, my audiologist, but why am I having it? Because there's no hearing. So she said, yes, but again, she said, 
it doesn't work like hearing. What they, they put into your skull is they put 22 receptors. And these receptors, they pick up vibrations through your cochlea. And she said, let's give it a try. So I had it done on my left ear, and lo and behold, I'm able to hear with that ear, which is fantastic. But you know what is amazing, Adele, is the fact that each time I go to sleep, I take off my cochlear implants so that once more I am deaf, I can hear nothing. And it is just a reminder to me of how amazing man is well how amazing god is through through making man able to make these these cocked implants because each morning i'm deaf and then i put my cochlear implants on and ding, i can hear once more which is fantastic it, isn't that amazing it, it is unbelievable and you know what struck me while you spoke Gaynor, is it's a conscious choice for you every single morning to choose to hear if you didn't want to, you didn't have to put it in. Absolutely. And Adele, that, that is something that I believe is that we, we each, each of us have a choice in our lives. Okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about me putting my, my cochlear implants in because obviously I would. But we each have a choice as to how we live our lives. And every one of us, we have choices every single day. There, there are choices that, that we have to make during our lives. I mean, I had a massive choice after my accident. I had to decide that, yes, I was going to fight. Because for a good 18 months after my accident, I didn't make that choice. My mother made the choice that she would fight to get me back to normal. So she sent me to therapy, but I was not interested in, in doing this. I just wanted to go back to, to living the life that I used to live, which was impossible naturally. But it was only um, 18 months later when I was at Headway in Johannesburg where my counselor who is this wonderful lady veronica murphy her name is she finally got me to accept the fact that i am disabled and this was a very harsh reality for me to accept she said to me again you are disabled my love she said your right hand side is totally spastic also she said you are deaf also she said you are 60% blind, you are disabled. And it was when I had accepted that, when I chose to accept that, that I chose to fight with my therapist towards getting myself able to handle life as best I could as I am. But I had to choose that because until then, I had merely endured my therapy. I hadn't chosen to fight. Two years later, I chose to fight, you know? So, and each person in their lives has a choice to make. Some choices are happy-go-lucky, easy choices, but other choices are major choices like mine. Mine was a major choice. That's incredibly brave. There are so many people who don't choose that. 
I mean, you wouldn't be here today. You wouldn't be able to hear if you didn't make those choices. Do you pat yourself on the back for that? No, no, no. Do you know what? For two years, I didn't make make that choice. It was a choice that I only made when I realized I was disabled. And then it was a choice that I had to make because I realized I had to cope in this world. Mm. Being disabled, I... I needed help in in doing that and I needed my therapist's help and I needed my family's help and I needed my friend's help and that was a choice I made because it's also a choice you make in asking people for help in, in admitting that you ca- cannot do it by yourself, you do need help and that Adele is something that I've also learned. I've also learned being embarrassed to ask for help because people don't mind giving it, you know? That's a very really difficult thing for an independent, especially a successful person to accept, isn't it? Absolutely, and I am unable to, to drive. So I, I walk everywhere, but there are places that I'm unable to walk to. Or, mm. or, or for, for example, if I want to do my, my shopping, that means carrying three bags, and I can't do that. So then I have to ask somebody for a lift to the shops. Now, what is wonderful is that mum lives half a kilometre away, and she gladly takes me shopping. When mum is away, then my my friends take me shopping, and it's it's just something that I've had to learn to to do, to say to people, listen, could I ask you, would you mind please give me a lift to the shops and picking me up, say, an hour later? And they say, absolutely, again, we don't mind at all, you know. That is something one has to learn to do. And and people you don't know, to people who you are stra- a stranger, do you ever ask them for something if you need to? In, in the shops, yes. I might be looking for something and... I might see something which I would be unable to reach because uh, I, I, and I, I feel nothing about say, saying, to, saying to people in, in the shop, listen, would you mind help me? Because I know that people are only too willing to help. Are you secretly fantasizing about another life? I've been to Georgia and California Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand, not sure I understand, this road I've been given, but I wish someone had a talk. It's choosing to remove the mask and reaching within to bear your soul. Now I see if I wear a mask, I can fool the world, but I cannot fool my heart. 
It's about women staying true to who they are. I love you, but I gotta stay true. My morals got me on my knees, I'm begging please. Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. So I let down my guard, drop my defenses down by my clothes. I'm learning to fall with no safety net to cushion the blow. Now start those deep, long, overdue conversations with yourself. And once you make up your mind, the journey begins. I've made up my mind. Don't need to think it over. If I'm wrong, I am right. Don't need to look no further. I'm Adele Green, and this empty chair next to me is just for you. Come and join me. Register for your membership free to get this show and many resources at www.adel-green.com or you can tweet her at Naked with Adele.